0: Let's take a look at the fantasy basketball waiver wire. Who's been added? Who's been dropped? Should they have? Should they hadn't have, have not have? I don't know what I'm saying anymore, but I know that I need to throw it to Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are locked on fantasy basketball. Your daily fantasy basketball podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and ladies and gentlemen, Foo Fighters. I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com, and you can find me on Twitter as always, at redrock underscore on TikTok at redrock underscore b-ball, and on Instagram at lockedonfantasybasketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free, and we are available on all platforms. Are you ready to double bang? It's Valentine's Day for you guys in the States. Chuck a couple of extra bangs in for me. One on audio, one on video. Chuck it in the comments. Ring your bell. All that stuff, it goes a very, very long way. Speaking of going a long way, let's hope these waiver wire moves go a long way to helping you get success in fantasy basketball. Let's take a look at all the things that we need to take a look at. Obi's sitting on my lap. I'm just waiting for him to get up because uh, he usually hates it when I record a show, but because we are just having a boys', boys time here as the missus is away. Oh, on. here he goes. He's off, the big fella. Oh, see you later, buddy. Where are you on. He's off. All right, let's look at some must-roster players. I have gone through this definition many, many times. This is not an exhaustive list. There might be other guys that, yes, you probably should be rostering. These are just guys that look at and go, come on. These guys just need to be on rosters. That is a simple thing. And I'm not going to spend any time on it. I am going to go through it, though, and just tell you again the guys that I just think are completely underrepresented in leagues. These are category league guys, six names. Paul Reed. stop it. Just add him. What are you waiting for? No, stop it. Preston yes, me. I am saying this out loud. That you should have precious to chew on a roster. I'm also saying that once you hit the fantasy playoffs, that will not be the case. I'm very confident in that once Randall and Anobi and Hardenstein and bloody everybody else comes back, it will not be the case. But for now, it absolutely is. Scooter Henderson. Jenna Scoot's a top 100 player over the last two or three weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Big, big, uh, big farmer would uh, push that down. Big, um, big auto will push it down there against Scooters. Hey. Um, but he's been really good. And, I don't know if Brogdon's coming back or when he's coming back or how long he's lasting. And Scoot's going to be up and down for sure. But like we said earlier in the season, it was just one good game, three bad ones. Then we get, then we go to two good, two bad. Now it's probably looking to three good, one bad. It's improving. It's got to be rostered. Marvin Bagley, again, I, I feel like another shower. I'm talking about rostering Precious and, and Marvin Bagley. But you got to. You you have to. And I think Bagley's won last all season, to be honest. I've got Trey Mann on the assist as well. There's going to be some percentage issues. He really doesn't get to the line much or get any defensive stats. That's okay, but there'll be nice volume points. He'll have some better nights in some of those other categories. He's rebounding okay. He's assisting pretty well. A lot of this does depend on LaMelo Ball, but come on. (laughs) Like, yeah, right, cool. I don't know what's going on with him, so let's just roll with Trey. And the other one is Kelly Olenek. Now that he doesn't need big minutes... He only needs 23 a night and he's rolling at the moment. I don't know what that rotation's going to be like, but at the moment, I don't care. He just should be on a roster. If we look at the points league uh, list, it's a lot of the same names. Scooter Henderson is right at the top there. There is a no brainer one there. Marvin Bagley and chew out. they are much better points league guys than category league players. Paul Reed's there. Trey Mann's there. The other one that I look at is Keontae George, who is going to be the starter, and I don't think he's going to move out of that position all season. I think his minutes will continue to improve. I think his usage will increase as well, because they will systematically, I think, reduce the value or reduce the roles or the games played of Larry and Jordan Clarkson, maybe John Collins, maybe Colin Sexton, I don't know. I think you're going to get quite a bit of Keontae down the stretch. Now, he's going to have a lot of 3 of 12 shooting nights, which, much like Scoot, hurts, and I would prefer Scoot scoot over Keontae. But I do think that in category leagues you can consider Keontae And in points leagues, I'm more about getting him into your team as a must roster player. And we did actually bang that part out pretty quickly, which you know is always a benefit. So what about guys who are droppable? Get that garbage out. What do I mean? You do not have to drop them. If they're on your roster and you want to take a flyer or stream somebody else and you can look at them and go, huh, yeah, maybe I don't need this guy. And there'll be some names on here which you think are controversial. So don't just look at the list. Listen to what I say about it. Because number one on this list is Spencer Dinwiddie. And I know, you'd be like, Josh, he just played 31 minutes last night. He had seven assists. LeBron's out today. All that is true. I would hold him for today. But I really don't think Spencer Dinwiddie, who's got a terrible category league sort of game for fantasy anyway, is going to maintain 30 plus minutes every night on a team that still has to welcome back Vanderbilt, Reddish, um, Vincent, and... And Max Christie, not that Christie will necessarily be in the rotation. And he's to share the ball with LeBron, with Russell, with Reeves, and Usage with Davis. Like, none of those things add up to, I must have this guy. Again, if you've got him at the moment and those guys are out, whatever, go for it. Like, that's fine. But we have seen Spencer Dinwiddie in much more favorable positions be not useful enough. So I don't care. You can have him. But I don't think you need to. Andy Wiggins, it's a very similar story. You can have Andy Wiggins. You don't have to. Like, you do not have to roster him. He's been much better. He's okay to roster. I don't know what happens when Chris Paul comes back. But with the Wiggins, Thompson, Pajemski, you guess add the um, Chris Paul situation in there, there's always a chance of 28 minutes or 29 minutes and poor shooting. I just don't think that it's a necessity. I've got Dennis Schroeder on this list as well. And you go, well, he played big minutes last game. He did. He was terrible in that role. And he was good um, the game before. But unless Schroeder is getting consistently 30, 30 30-plus minutes a night, I just don't think that he's a must roster player. He needs to be, and yeah, you can say, well, he's just replacing Spencer Dinwiddie's minutes. Like, sure, yes, except Dinwiddie wasn't worth it in that position. And we are expecting minutes to rise for Ben Simmons. Now, if Simmons goes out again, then yes, I'll be all in on Schroeder as a starter, as someone that we use. But while Simmons is there, and Dennis Smith is still there, and you've still got to reincorporate Cam Johnson in whatever they need to do there. I don't think that Schroeder is a priority for that team or someone that is a must roster. Absolutely fine to have, not a must roster. Uh, i just got to keep throwing Mark Williams out here because people are still holding on to him. And surely you do not have that space in your aisle to keep holding. What are you doing? Please move on. And there he is, the big fella. The next one on this list. The big fella, the mustache man, um, BBL legend, um, shit stain of the century, Jordan Poole. He gets an extra jack because what is this man doing? I know that he is going to have a couple of games after the All-Star break. And I'm going to go, Josh, you waited this long, and now he went off. But whatever. Like, it's been too long. I probably should have cut bait weeks ago. I am amazingly still holding him in industry pickup, mainly because I'm way ahead of the, the field there, and I just, I've just i got the ability to just go, well, maybe, maybe. Like, does that just push me through everything? It probably doesn't, and I probably will end up dropping him. But yeah, he can go. And the other one's Josh Giddy. I don't think things are getting better when Gordon Hayward arrives, which is going to happen literally their next game after the break. And Giddy's already been bad anyway. So, look, there's just no point, I don't think, in holding on to him in that scenario. Four points leagues some similar names there. We've got Mark Williams. We've got Spencer Dinwiddie. We've got Andy Wiggins. I put Marcus Smart on this list. I wouldn't bother holding him in category leagues either. I don't know that he's coming back. I don't know if he comes back and if he does come back when that is. Um, His production's not super high anyway and we can't trust a single thing on that rotation. It's all over the shop. I just wouldn't be prioritizing holding on to Smart. I've got Wendell Carter here as well. He can have the occasional big game but it doesn't happen often enough for me to look at him as a, yeah, let's absolutely ping him into our lineups and be really comfortable with it because I don't think you should be. And then Josh is the other name on that list for points leagues. He can be slightly better in points leagues, but again, he has not been. So if you need to move on, go ahead and move on. Today's episode is brought to you by Robin Hood. Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you can still have an IRA? Robin Hood is has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar that you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April the 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar that you transfer in from other retirement accounts with a 3% match. That is right, no cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. This offer is good through April 30. Get started at robinhood.com boost. Subscription fees apply and now for some legal info. I'm going to try and make that last terms and conditions part as fast as possible on other shows now. We're going to be absolutely rolling through that, man. I'm going to see. I'm going to do it like those ads. Who's the most added pl- Yes, Obi. I know. You're a big Robin Hood guy. Who are the most added players over the last well, 48 or 24 to 48 hours using different sources, our advanced metric on Basketball Monster and Yahoo's numbers? Number one on this list is Trey Mann uh, in Charlotte. Fair enough. 52% up. That is huge. Yes, he just should be grabbed. He's a name that we've been talking about for a long time. And I have this, I don't know if it's a problem, right? Ready for a sidebar? I do need a sidebar graphic. Like one of those ones, uh, may I approach the bitch? (laughs) I need a a sidebar graphic because let's talk about this. Because I've talked about Trey Man for a long time, right? Weirdly enough, for a guy that I don't really like as a player, but I've mentioned this name just in passing, like very occasionally. But I don't really usually ever. I don't have enough balls, considering how many people that we do talk to on this show and the different league types. It's very a lot of it becomes irresponsible for me to say like, yes. Everybody, go and grab and stash and sit on Trey Man because things going to happen. Because for the vast majority of you, that's going to be bad, bad advice, and it's not going to work out. So that when we get to this stage and Trey Man is here and we're all adding him, I'm like, yeah, like yes. I'm here for it, but I can never like get enough uh, confidence to go out there and say everyone needs to go and add him because there is a risk of it failing, and I've got to try and yeah, limit those things. Anyway, what am I trying to say? Trey Mann. Add him. Grant Williams. This one, I'm not going to come out here and tell you that I had, didn't have the balls to tell you about Grant Williams, but I knew it all along. I didn't. He's been terrible most of his time. Playing in Boston and Dallas, he just is nothing for fantasy. His first two games in Charlotte, he's taking on the PJ Washington role, which has fantasy relevance. Now, I don't know what happens if other players come back. Who knows if they come back? But at the moment, Grant's doing a ton, man. And yeah, I do think he's worth an ad. I think it might end up a little bit Fontecchio-ish, where we look at it and go, what What are we doing? We've seen this. Like We don't need to have him on our roster. But it is a big change in scenery for him, and the role has flipped pretty dramatically. Speaking of Fontecchio, he's one of the most added players on Basketball Monster over the last 48 hours. Up 32%. yeah. A lot of that was before yesterday's game because he did the exact same thing that I thought he would. In that, we've seen Fontecchio play. We've seen him in a role. He's not guaranteed 30-plus minutes a night. It's going to get worse when players come back. And that first game was that the perfect illustration of the trade deadline roller coaster. The opportunities up and down and big, and everything's all over the shop. So everyone added him. I understand that. That was okay to do. You take that fly. You take that chance. Hopefully, you had a healthy dose of skepticism around it. And I think if you want to drop him, drop him, even though he is one of the most added players. Dasumu has been added a lot on Yahoo. He was great last game. There is a little element of chasing there, for sure, because he played so well and scored so well. And don't be worried today against the Cavs if he plays fewer minutes and they go more to drama. Just be aware of that. Nikola Now, apologies. Yesterday in the recap show, apparently I didn't even mention Jovic, little chungus in that Miami Heat game, and I should have. That is a huge, glaring oversight from me, so I apologize. He's one of the most added players. Now, he obviously... He obviously was awesome in that game. He has obviously not been awesome all through the season. But the way that he played in that game, and with their absences, with Hayward Highsmith being the biggest like elastic band in the league, where he's in and out of rotations and Caleb Martin struggling, it feels a little different. Now, again, he was great yesterday. But in since the 24th of January, he'd played nine total minutes and just been DNP'd. Had scored three points total. He had 24 and 7 on 62%. Now that's obviously not holding. Those three-point shooting numbers are not holding. The 31 minutes and 21 usage, maybe. Maybe. We just don't expect 13 shots. We don't expect 62% shooting. We don't expect five of eight from three. None of that is real. But he was pretty solid. And he played better than Huckers. He played better than Caleb Martin. It's interesting. I don't mind a flyer on him. I'm not going to be fully in like, yeah, we've got to add Jovic everywhere. But there was just something that felt a little different. And he's had some okay games in the past when I've just been like, I don't really see it. I don't really like the guy as a player. I don't really see him. But yesterday, I thought it was a little different. And I'm okay with it, understanding that it could just be an absolute nothing. Like, don't be surprised if he's at absolute nothing today. But I'd be all right. Like, if you want to go to your stone tablet Testament, whatever it is, the 12th commandment, part B, get out ahead of it. I'm just I'm always making up numbers. One point, we will get a, a concrete list. If you want to get out ahead of it, fine. Kelly Linick, I just think he should be grabbed everywhere. So yeah, him being one of the most added players, it's pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. Um, I saw a comment the other day where someone was referring to Kelly Linick as the lunch lady, and then someone replied, oh, I can tell that you must listen to Josh Lloyd if you're calling him the lunch lady. Bruh. No, 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 no. We, we, don't, we don't accept that nickname here. That is a bad nickname. And we will never refer to him unless we're telling people not to refer to the Nick as a lunch lady. I just hate it. just annoys me. Bad name. Bad nickname. Anyway, who's been dropped? Get that garbage! Yeah, you saw him up there on that screen. One of the most added players is also one of the most dropped players, Simone Fontecchio. But we'll start with Corey Kispert, who had that weird little three-game explosion. We went, okay... Kiss, you've got a terrible fantasy game, but what's going on here? And then it was like, yeah, okay, that's a weird like thing that just happened and now it's done. The Wizards have been a bit like that all season, and one of the big uh, guys in doing that has been Abdia. He's had like huge runs and then absolute nothing runs, and then huge runs again. He's in the middle of a huge one at the moment, and we'll see where that goes. Better for Kispert, he's probably just going to be a points and three streamer if we get fake injuries to Kuzma and pull later on, and they just pump more shots into Kispert. Look at the end of last season for the Wizards a lot of pumping into Kispert and a lot of minutes into John Davis, and they became 12 team league guys because everyone else was out there. Shout out to John Davis. Does he even get that opportunity this season? I don't know. There could be some really weird stuff going on in Washington at the end of this year. Trey Lyles, one of the most dropped players. Absolutely. Gary Trent down 10%. absolutely. Get that garbage out of here. And then Fontecchio and Caleb Martin. I've got no problem with dropping Simone Fontecchio. Caleb Barton, I probably would hold because he's playing today. Even Fontecchio, the Pistons are playing today. Like, what are you... I guess if they're sitting on your bench... That doesn't hurt. And you want to get someone in for Thursday? I get that. But if they would be in your active lineup because you don't have things completely full, then that's pointless. Martin, I'd be... I'm more happy to drop Fontecchio than Martin, given the injuries in Miami, but also they've only got the one game in the second half of next week, and Martin is not a high upside player. So it's okay. And then Dennis Smith, who went bananas in the, the two games ago, played huge minutes for the Nets, didn't do anything. Again, that's a weird one considering Ben Simmons is out today, and I can see Dennis Smith having actually a really big game it's just him and Schroeder who's going to have to get those minutes. So Smith might play 25 and be a very clear startable player today. So that one's a little bit more weird, perhaps, than the Martin and Fontecchio ones. Especially with all three of those guys play today. It's a little, little strange to see that level of droppage on guys who are going to play just because they had bad ones yesterday, even though I can get behind the overall rationale of that. Today's episode is brought to you by Hungry Root. Hungry Root, yes. Hungry Root is a box. It's got stuff in it that you eat. They send you groceries, fresh fruit, veggies. In fact, we've got a code at the end that will give you fresh veggies for life. They send you snacks, pantry staples, and recipe ideas. So you might be looking to do an anti-inflammatory diet, a high-protein diet. How do you do that with planning and cooking? Hungry Root can do all of these things to help you. Save time, save money, reduce food waste. No one wants to be going to the grocery store every single moment of their life, trying to figure out what they're going to cook. On Hungry Root, they can give you suggestions of food that they send you based on your preferences, but you can also just switch that stuff out if it doesn't suit what you need. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's got to taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole, trusted ingredients. Now, I know when I'm considering Hungry Root, I love it to be tasty, it can be quick, and When we're talking whole, whole ingredients are always what we're after. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Locked On NBA channel viewers and listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash Locked On to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That is HungryRoot.com slash Locked On. Don't forget to use our link so that they know that we sent you Hungry Root. Get rooted. Okay. Um... Let's look at some hot players. Shout out to my new sexy obsession, Daniel Gafford. Let's. Why do you, nearly every time I say something, like that, there's always a comment there. Is he's Josh. Is Josh gay? Why does he refer to his partner as his partner? Josh is gay, yeah. Dan Gafford's a sexy man. Like I, I can't deny that. Hot players. Who's been in the top one hundred over the last week? Who do we need to talk about here? It is the big fella, Amen Thompson. This guy is going to be an absolute fantasy beast. Again, it is, there's been so many cautionary tales this season of players or, or people or media or fans or whoever looking at a draft, looking at a draft class, looking at dynasty value and making snap decisions two months into the season. I'm picking Jaime Hucker as number three in this draft. Aya, good luck getting fired a week into your job. Cool. Masar um, Thompson looks great, mate. He's definitely the pick over a man. I'm so annoyed I picked a man first. Aya, because a man I think is still going to be better. It just takes a little bit of time for this stuff to develop. Scoot, one of the worst picks ever, one of the worst busts of all time. Uh, just a dreadful, dreadful player. Cool. Is he? Or is he just actually coming into his own? And a man looks great. Now, I say all this. A has been awesome. I don't find any way that he's playing 30 minutes a night post-break. And I know there can be a little bit of cope with some of these. You've added a man. You love what he's doing. because People go, well, maybe what if Tari Eason doesn't come back? Then a man will just get 26 a night anyway. I don't think so. We've seen a lot of this time without Tyrius, and Amen wasn't doing this. He plays 20 minutes a night, which is fine. Plays mostly back up one, gets a little bit of minutes at the two. And you don't confuse Amen Thompson with Asar. Amen doesn't really play much forward at all. He never plays in no power forward. He doesn't play any small forward, really. It's all point guard or shooting guard. All backcourt play, really, for Amen. So I think he needs no Jalen or no Fred to really maintain 12-team value. He can be a 20-team league guy as a steel streamer, sorry, 20 20-team, 20-minute 20 guy, and be a steel streamer with a fringe value, but there's a lot of like, well, they might just you know, totally remove um, um, Aaron Holiday, who was, would get like 12 minutes on a healthy team, and then there's no uh, Tari Eason rest of the season, so a man gets his minutes, and maybe that does happen, but the evidence we've seen so far is he doesn't play power forward. He doesn't play small forward, really. He's a guard, and he needs one of the guards to be gone, but anyway, he's rolling. Greg Jackson, despite breaking team rules, is in the top 100. I am not convinced that Gregory Jackson is a must-roster player. He's been pretty solid, and you can have him, but his Category League numbers are all over the shop. His availability is all over the shop. His minutes are all over the shop, and that rotation is all over the shop. Last game, Udu Adonabe and Lamar Stevens combined for 53 minutes, and honestly, when you look at their rotation today and on my projections, I don't even have them playing because is going to return. You're going to have um, maybe Derek Rose, maybe Zion Williams. You've got like 14 players, I reckon, each night who could get minutes. For a team that's that banged up, there are so many different options. And Gigi will sometimes play 30. He'll play. I think he's going to get minimum 20 every night. But there's going to be situations where he shoots 20% from the field or situations where he takes four shots instead of 15. It's all over the place. So he's good at the moment, but just be aware that I think when things all wash out at the end of the season and we go, well, what did GG Jackson rank post All-Star? It'll be like 175th is my guess. I don't know. And their rotation, nightmare stuff. Nikhil Alexander-Walker putting together a really hot stretch at the moment. And that's really important because the Wolves still have two more quality games left in this matchup. So while we don't really trust him to do that, sure, those extra games that you can get in, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Kyle Anderson, also really interesting to see some extra production from him in a week where they've got those extra quality games. I'm not super into Kyle Anderson, but... That's interesting. DeAndre Hunter, playing well. You know that I'm a vocal critic of DeAndre Hunter as a real life and as a fantasy contributor. And that's because I've watched him play for five years. But this time, coming back from the injury, he's been different. Do I want to trust a four-game sample? No, because that would be stupid. But at the moment, he is playing well. If you want to stream him in, go for it. I'm not sure I fully trust how that goes long-term but we're getting some good stuff. And the same with Josh Green. And again, it's really important. You can look at, well, look at Josh Green's scoring. It's up. Look at Josh Green's rank. It's fantastic. We should be adding him, yes? Yeah, but his true shooting's at 73% over the last seven games. And I, I know that that is not going to hold. He can, he has improved. His usage just slightly higher. That's important. He can shoot 40% from three, but he's not going to be the guy that's 70% from two, 57% or 47% from three rolling with a um, true shooting that's like Mitchell Robinson. So he's putting up good numbers at the moment. You can get ahead of it. and well, Actually, you can't get ahead of it. You can stream him on the days when it's there. But as a long-term, I must trust this guy on my 12-team roster, I've absolutely no interest in that whatsoever for old Josh Green. Shout out to the Aussies. Let's look at some injury replacements. A lot of these names are just similar names, and some of them are, I guess, full injury replacements or just some names that I wanted to talk about. The first name on this list is the deepest cut of all time. It's Delano Banton. Because with Malcolm Brogdon out, with Shaden Sharp out, Banton is getting minutes off the bench. Anthony Simons are starting at point guard. I don't know why. Because uh, the majority of the time, it is still Scoot and Simons playing together. And that means that Banton gets 25 off the bench. And I feel very confident in saying this. I don't know when it will happen, so don't hold me to this, that Anthony Simons will not be playing on this team at the end of the season. He just won't be. Jeremy Grant also will not be playing on this team at the end of the season. And I'll tell you also, I'm not sure that Scoot plays to the end of the year. They they have in the past. This is historical. May not continue. They do a staggered shutdown. So your Grants and Brogdons will probably lose out first. Then Ayton will end up disappearing. Then Simons will disappear. Then Scoot will disappear. And then you'll be running Banton and Hagens with Kamara and Walker as your lineup. It's like you're more established. You shut down earlier. Let's let the higher prize rookies get run at things for a week or so, see what they do. Then they move on. And then we just lose. We're just losing, man. And Banton might be one of those players. And with Brogdon out at the moment, he's got at least some value in in deeper leagues for now. Again, didn't think you'd be getting much of a Delano Banton breakdown, but there you are. Duncan Robertson should just be grabbed with no um, Rogier, who allegedly might be back after the break. I'm still not fully believing that. Uh, No Josh Richardson, no Jimmy Butler, who should be back after the break. Uh, Robinson's assist rate is way up this season. They need someone who can actually pass. Amazingly, it's him, and his minutes are up. The other guys like Martin and Huckers aren't really point guards, all right? Aren't really guards, but Robinson is. He's a good ad until those guys return. Brad Beal pinged his hammy. This is the part of the problem also at the All-Star break. It's great if you've got Beal, he pinged his hammy. He might miss today's game and that's it and return after the break. But if you're trying to like add an Eric Gordon, well, you might add him and go, well, Beal's out two weeks and that might count for one game. So I don't mind adding Gordon, but it might not do anything. The same goes with Bruno Fernando. There's no Capella. There's no Okongwu. They could start or play Jalen Johnson a lot at center, and I think they will. Fernando is not a 35-minute-a-night player. He might get 24. But honestly, in 24 minutes, a 10 and 12 double double with two blocks on 60% shooting, totally reasonable for Fernando. We know what he can do. And he also he's also playing with, honestly, n- no, no cap. What does the kid say? No cap. He's playing with one of the best lob passes in the NBA in Trey Young. And he's a lob legend. So yeah, there is definite short term value in Fernando, but it might completely be dead after the break. Jaime Huck is on this list for the same reason as Robinson. Interestingly, they benched him last game, even though Butler was out. I guess some of that is just distribution of minutes and talents on the on the bench, but he's not playing well at all. Compared to what he was doing earlier in the season, I think he's totally reasonable for what I would expect from him. He's okay to hold. I, I don't see anything there long-term. And then Herb Jones. Again, he's rostered in most spots, but rightfully so, he was dropped because he wasn't that good. And with Dyson Daniels out, they're pumping more minutes into him. And this is a huge hot streak from Herb, so we jump on it. I don't know if Dyson's coming back at all, to be honest. He's got meniscus injury. I think he might be done. So Herb might be able to maintain value for the old ROS. Who are some other names that we do need to pay attention to? A number one on the assist is Asar Thompson, who is still getting his 27 minutes a night. i still going to have those concerns about Monty Williams when Isaiah Stewart Like, If you didn't think you had concerns about Monty, look at the rotation yesterday. Now, some of it was they were just getting killed early, but like resorting to 25 minutes of Ivan Fournier, I believe they're uh, convening a, a hearing at The Hague right now. Like, what are we doing? And Fournier is not that bad. On, he's not that bad, but it makes no sense on this squad. Regardless, Asar should be a 30-minute-a-night player on a team that's competent. Unfortunately, he plays for Detroit, so we've got to have a level of skepticism there, but still should be on a roster. I'm putting the name Scott Pippen here as a placeholder for Grizzlies point guards. Pippen's out today with a back injury. Jacob Gilliard's still around. They did sign Jordan Goodwin. I think there is a possibility that Gilliard hits his 50 games, he gets waived. Then you get Jordan Goodwin converted to a a two-way contract Um, and that opens up for somebody else to come in, maybe even a Killian Hayes or whatever they want to do, right? I think there's a possibility that happens. But when Pippen plays, we stream him in. The problem is, is they're, you know, bumping him back and forward, back and forward because of the two-way game limit. So this is Scottie Pippen or it's Jacob Gilead or it's Jordan Goodwin or it's, you know, Tim Frazier, whatever point guard they want to chuck in there because, you know, Morant's not coming back and I don't think Smart or Bayner. So there is going to be some value there. I just don't know who it is. And it's the same with Watanabe and Stevens. Do I want Yuta or Lamar or Santi or Gigi or Jaron or Trey Jemison? There's only so many minutes that can go at the 3, 4, and 5. And I they played good numbers last game. But what if they want to play Laravia Ravia? What if they want to play Zaire Williams? What GG's coming back. It's not enough to go around. So we keep a, a, an eye on them because those minutes last game from Uda and from Lamar Stevens were eye-opening. We go, wow, what's this? But it doesn't mean that it holds every game. What about the old prestige penis? I cannot go past talking about Dick on Valentine's Day, because I do think that the Raptors are going to be turning all of their attention to Dick at some point in March. The players playing that role at the moment are Gary Trent, Bruce Brown. Are you excited about it? Nah. They opened up minutes when they traded away Dennis Schroeder and then wave Spencer Dinwiddie, and we are seeing them just slide Dick into all of these different scenarios. Hey, we're in a close game clutch scenario. Better whip our dick out. We're in a situation where we need to hold a lead. Huh, time for Dick. And we are seeing that push up and just inflate as we go along. So, grade A is not necessarily a must roster player. But if we're talking about, who can I just have a look at that's giving me baseline numbers at the moment, who might be able to come in later on and do a little bit more without completely shafting us, I think Dick's on the menu. So just just have a look. Have a look with a Grady. Makes sense. See whether you've got the ability to stash away Dick on your roster and go from there. Yvonne Fournier, I'm putting his name there because, like, what is Tavares Williams Jr. doing? And if, honestly, if Fournier played 30 minutes a night, he would be a 12 team league player. I don't think he will because there is still Grimes, there is Ivy, there is Cunningham, there is Sasser, who's now completely in the bin again. I just want to see will they play this clown or not? The diseased scrotum. And then there's Jalen Wilson, who is getting a lot of minutes. Another one of those ones calling all the way back to the Trey man at the start when I talked about Wilson about two months ago. So I didn't really love him as a draft prospect, but there's something here. And the Nets are going to give him some minutes later on in the season, and we're here. Now, Johnson's going to play today, Cam. How do they fit Cam Johnson, Dorian Finney-Smith? Where does Jalen, is he still in the rotation? Will he play minutes? Now, one thing I would watch for this team is I think some injuries might come for the Nets at some point later on, and they want to see what Sharp can do, what Wilson can do, maybe even what Clowney can do. Jalen's a nice, deeper league guy who I think will have a couple of moments where we go, huh, maybe you should add Jalen in 12s. We're not there yet, though. And that is the end of what felt like a very, very fast-paced waiver wire show coffees are done and we are ready to crack on and talk or I've finished talking. So hopefully it wasn't too fast for you. Maybe slow down the pace, make me sound more drunk. Guys, I think you know what to do. You need to come across here and you need to show me your thumbs. I want those thumbs pressed very hard onto the button. I want the subscribe button hit. And if you could just flick that notification bell, wow, that would make my Valentine's day. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.